Back to the Brothership on Anchor. You've just tuned in to another episode of Bros Before Us podcast. I'm Hollis. And I'm Lee. In this episode, Lee's going to tell us about a really awesome dude, Charlie Parkhurst. He was a famous stagecoach driver that followed the gold rush in the 1840s. He drove for big companies, some we still know today, like Wells Fargo. When he died in 1879, it was discovered that he was assigned female at birth. Yeah, so Charlie Darkey Parkhurst was born in Sharon, Vermont in 1812. Um, he was born to his mother, Mary Morehouse Parkhurst, and father, Ebenezer Parkhurst. And then he was also known as One-Eyed Charlie, which we'll go into a little bit more details as to why he was called One-Eyed Charlie a little bit later. Six-Horse Charlie and also Silent Charlie. He was called Silent Charlie because uh, he wasn't really one to talk much. A few things that I read kind of went back and forth. So I tried to use the facts that I saw more often. And it seems that what I was seeing was that Charlie's parents or Charlie's mother anyways passed when he was really small. And Charlie was then placed into an orphanage in New Hampshire. And it was from that orphanage that he ran away at 12 and actually first took on the identity, Charlie. Oh, wow yeah wow yeah that's i mean yeah yeah that's very young very very young um it seems that he um cut off his hair you know got a cap and ended up running into this man who was very kind to him and took him in and allowed him to work for him at his stables and it was at those stables that he first learned to work with horses and then later learned to drive a um a stage because that guy was a stagecoach driver, I believe in Rhode Island is what I saw. But it was um, nothing as big as what Charlie goes on to do. Um, in his late 30s is when all of the gold rush was really starting out in California. And he ran into a few guys that decided to go out there. So he decided to go out as well. Um, a few people went across the United States. And I want to say he did something a little bit different where he sailed down to like the Panama canal and actually crossed over there and then sailed the rest of the way. So he kind of went on a special little trip there oh. too. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't, and I didn't hear about that. That's, that's really awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit different from what other people did, but it was in California that he um, actually became, you know, the really well-known driver that he was or stagecoach driver that he was. Um, he picked up his first route from Santa Cruz to San Juan and he got so good at the route and the route got so boring to him that he started doing it even overnight. So he was doing twice the amount of runs as, as what other guys were doing. And that's, wow, really, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah that's, that's really what put a big name to him. Um, but it was also there in Cali that he, um, when attempting to shoe a horse had an incident where the horse actually kicked him in the face and caused him to lose his left eye. And uh, he actually ended up wearing a patch over that eye for basically the rest of his life. And that's why some people called him One-Eyed Charlie. So did you hear if he knew about the nickname? 
I don't know if I, it was that he didn't know, but I I did see where it was that they didn't say it to his face. So people Yeah, were, that's what I heard. So I was curious if that was true. Right. Yeah, they were hesitant to call him that to his face because he was a scary dude. Supposedly he could whip a cigarette out of your mouth from like seventy feet away. People people were definitely intimidated by him. Wow. Yeah. And the the job itself, stagecoach drivers, they were used before we had a railroad system. So they moved people and packages on long distances. And stagecoach drivers on average would, would travel about 60, 60 to 70 miles a day, which doesn't seem like a lot, but they did that at five miles per hour. And they, they had set lengths that they would travel. And uh, the cool thing about it is there was little stations in between. And the spot in between the station was what the stage was. And that's where stage coach driver actually came from that name because oh, really yeah they because they they you know drove over the stages in between the stations oh wow that's interesting i had no idea yeah the terrain that they dealt with too often was was not the best terrain i mean they were dealing with un, un definitely uneven paths and curves and mountains that they had to go around and a lot of times when they were going around the mountains they would scream and they would scream that they were coming around the mountain because they didn't want somebody to be coming around the same mountain on the other side. And then, you know, them run right smack into each other. Mm -hmm. Charlie had a little bit of a different tactic. um, And he did pick this up because he actually developed mouth cancer later in his uh, life, but he started blowing out of a horn. So that's where the horn actually first came from. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that, I thought oh, that was Charlie. Cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. One of his runs that he was going on one time, he was actually stopped by a guy called Sugarfoot. Sugarfoot um, was a bandit of his time. He demanded Charlie to give up the strong box, and, and Charlie did, but Charlie didn't let it go. He waited for Sugarfoot to stop him again, and Sugarfoot did. But this time, Charlie was prepared. He shot for Sugarfoot, injuring him pretty badly. But Sugarfoot did manage to get away. Um, They did find Sugarfoot later on. He had died in a cabin that he escaped into. So he was a famous assassin as well. So what did he want Charlie to give up? The strong box. So the strong box would have been what it was that he was moving um, in between. So I'm, I'm assuming he was moving packages on this route. And so he was, he was robbing them for what was in, in his, uh, strong box. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And then it was in the 1860s that Charlie actually retired from driving stagecoach. And I saw that he did find work doing a few other things. I saw one thing where he opened his own station and where he had his own lagoon, but I only saw that in one spot. So I don't know um, how true that is, but I did see that he bought himself a cabin off in the woods and it was there in that cabin on December 29th in 1879 that Charlie died of mouth cancer. And then he was buried in the Pioneer Old Fellow Cemetery in Watsonville, California. It was then when the medical examiner came to prepare his body that they discovered that Charlie had been assigned um, female at birth. Oh, Right. Yeah. And not only that, that was one shocker to his friends and neighbors, but also he discovered that Charlie at one point in his life had carried a child. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's also been said that when they were going through his belongings and cleaning up his stuff, that in a locked box 
he, they found a small infant dress. So it looked like, you know, nobody knows who the other parent of the child would have been. Nobody knows what happened to the child. Um, nobody knows how the child was conceived or any of that, but obviously Charlie had, you know, a connection and a, a parental connection to the child to hold on to that infant dress for his whole life. Oh Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Charlie did something actually pretty cool with his belongings. After he passed, he left it all to one of his young neighbor boys. And it was actually that neighbor boy's dad who used part of the money to buy Charlie's headstone. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. I, I imagine that Charlie was, I mean, I don't know this, but I would imagine that he probably had a good amount of money uh, working all his life. I don't know. I would think that too. I don't know what $600 equates to in that time. That would be interesting to look up, but I would imagine it's quite a bit. Um, because like I said, I did see where it said he opened his own station and even his own lagoon. And when he was a stagecoach driver, he was, you know, one of the best of his time. Wow. Another, another cool thing about um, Charlie is that he registered to vote. I believe it was in 1968. Don't quote me on that though. Cause I could be wrong. Um, but he did register to vote. Um, it's, there's no document of him voting, but they did say um, that if he did vote, of course he would have been, the first um, person assigned female at birth to vote in the state of California. That's pretty impressive. That's yeah. They amazing. put it, they've actually got it on his tombstone and they, I think they said there's a fire station in the town where that pole was that year that has a plaque there. that says the same thing. Oh, wow. Cool. Cool. Yeah, it is really neat. You know, and looking for, stuff on Charlie, I was actually impressed with how much information there was. Again, some of it seemed a little bit more exaggerated than other, and some of it I only saw once, so I tried to be careful with some of that information. And to be honest, some of it was kind of... Uh, well, I just would say that if you do some research yourself, just be weary with the with the articles that you read, because some people's perceptions and, um, I guess, basis on his life are a little bit, are told a little bit differently. Um, with everything that I researched and everything that I have learned about him, I think that he was an amazing stagecoach driver of his time. I don't think that he was anybody that was necessarily repressed or anything like that. I think, I think the guy lived an awesome life and I would like to think that he was happy. That's what it sounds like. And, and I, I like to think that too. Um, there, there is quite a bit of, information on them and a lot of it since it was so long ago 1812 i mean a, a lot of it is um like you said exaggerated there's a lot of stories um that are based loosely on his life i think it's cool that he's talked about um i think it's important to say that like you you and i when we talk about charlie we refer to him with male pronouns and right and i think it's important also to add to that because you brought it up um that's that's because of the information that we've learned and that's that's how we feel that he would want to be presented if we felt any other way we would definitely respectfully refer to him differently but just based on everything that we learned like even charlie knew he knew he was dying charlie had mouth cancer before he quit um driving stagecoaches so he he definitely knew that he was dying he could have at any point in time said something to somebody 
he, you know, cause a few people have said that, well, he couldn't have been a stagecoach driver had he told people he was a woman um, or, you know, born a woman, if that's how they want to put it. Or um, they also said that because he ran away at 12, that he took on that identity. And for me, it's just hard to think, you know, I have a 10 year old. It's hard for me to think that that's where his brain would go. I, you know, I need to switch my gender to be able to take care of myself at that age. That's just a very mature thought, I think. And for him to carry it his whole life and to never tell anybody and never nobody to ever know anything. And then again, on his deathbed, not tell anybody, you know, you think if he was repressed, he would have told someone. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. And I, I wish there was a way to find out what Charlie was thinking. I, um, I guess I just feel like he lived as male his, his entire life and that's how he wanted people to know him. So that's, you know, we respect that. And, um, uh, you know, a lot of the information out there, unfortunately, doesn't necessarily respect that. So, yeah. Um, yeah that's, that's that I... What'd you say? I was just saying that's how we, that's just how we feel. That's just the take that we have on it. No, I totally agree. I was going to throw one in one other thing in there real quick, just because I personally have been going through the whole process of trying to get my name changed that I think it's amazing that he just got to switch his name and switch his gender just by cutting his hair and throwing on some different clothes. And the idea idea, it's very hard and I don't want to make it light of his situation because I know it was hard. I know he struggled, but just the idea of how easy that was for him. I just think that's amazing. And I wish it was like that today that I could just be like, Hey, this is what it is. And people just know and and take that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it should be that simple. It should. You're right. It definitely should be. He's an interesting guy. He definitely Definitely is. And again, I want to throw out there, if you guys know any other information on him, if you know any other cool facts, please call in or shoot us an email. Um, you can reach us at the brothership at admin. Is that what it is? What is it, Hollis? Admin. It's admin at thebrothership.org. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. I had a blank there real quick but yeah seriously if you guys know anything share it to us call in if you're comfortable calling in um we love hearing from you guys thank you so much for all of the um listens on the little axe ones we're going to keep bringing these to you guys also if you have somebody that you want us to research and you want us to talk about send us an email there and let us know that too yeah absolutely it's uh really fun to look back on history and and um in a way kind of well just see that we've always been there in some way or another and and bring light to that yes we got to bring light to these guys so that people can understand that not only do we do amazing things like drive stagecoaches for wells fargo and come up with a concept of blowing a horn for driving and do all those amazing things or be an amazing gospel singer singer like we learned about little acts last time there's amazing things you know, we've played big contri- contributions to the society that we live in today. And we'll continue to do that. And we're just as important. And we've always been here. And everyone should know that. Right on, bro. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Later, bros. Later, bros.